President John Kennedy was killed less than a decade before I was born. I have no memory of his presidency. But my mom would talk about those few years, and as a kid who grew up after Watergate and the Vietnam War, it seemed like a, a far off time. My mother would talk about how inspired she was by the president and the first lady, and how she and other people her age felt individually called to step up in service to the nation. She remembered these words very well. Now the trumpet summons us again, not as a call to bear arms, though arms we need, not as a call to battle, though in battle we are, but a call to bear the burden of a long twilight struggle, year in and year out, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, a struggle against the common enemies of man, tyranny, poverty, disease, and war itself. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And the glow from that fire can truly light the world. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Wow. 60 years later, and those words still have power, vitality. It was a call, a call to service, a call to you as an individual to claim yourself as part of something bigger than yourself, something of worth. Isaiah was a prophet probably one of the best known by Jews and Christians. And he lived about 150 years before his nation fell. It was a strange time. King Uzziah had ruled for a long time, over 50 years. And at first, he was a pretty good king. The nation did well under him. He was recorded to have been a vigorous an able ruler. But in the last years of his rule, he became arrogant. And there was an earthquake that was likely about six, or excuse me, 8.2 on the Richter scale, and it, it devastated Jerusalem and the surrounding cities. Some people at the time believed that the earthquake was God's anger at Uzziah's hubris. It was a time of uncertainty. The nation faced problems from a huge natural disaster, literally crumbling infrastructure, as well as threats from surrounding nations. We also know that poverty had grown in the nation as defense spending 
far outpaced infrastructure and social care. And it was into this time that a call came to a young man named Isaiah. In the year of King Uzziah's death, I saw the Lord sitting on a high and exalted throne, the edges of his robe filling the temple. Winged creatures were stationed around him. Each had six wings, with two they veiled their faces, with two their feet, and with two they flew about. They shouted to each other, saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of heavenly forces. All the earth is filled with God's glory. The doorframe shook at the sound of their shouting, and the house was filled with smoke. I said, Mourn for me. I am ruined. I am a man with unclean lips, and I live among people with unclean lips. Yet I've seen the King, the Lord of heavenly forces. Then one of the winged creatures flew to me, holding a glowing coal that he had taken from the altar with tongs. He touched my mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips. Your guilt has departed, and your sin is removed. Then I heard the Lord's voice saying, Whom should I send, and who will go for us? I said, I'm here. Send me. Isaiah experienced a profound call. He was not a perfect person. He knew that. He was a man of unclean lips, from a people with unclean lips. But God isn't looking for perfection. God is looking for people who are willing to serve, who have hearts that are willing to serve. And Isaiah was called to serve. To, he was called to something bigger than himself, something of worth. Isaiah began decades of work as a priest. And as a priest, he would preach, and he shared a word from God about care of the poor. And he encouraged the leaders that came after King Uzziah to regard the care of the people as the supreme moral law. So this all got me to thinking. What am I called to right now? What about you? What are you called to right now? Because it's a strange time. Do the poor, the widows, and the orphans of our time, the immigrants, do they need care in our time? Well, yeah. Do we have moral issues that we need to address? Yeah. Is one of those the need to stay home and stay safe? Well, yeah. But I need something more. I need some inspiration because I'll tell you, I am needing some spiritual uplift because I know that many people cannot just hold up. Essential workers you teachers out there, I see you. Healers, you doctors, nurses, people that work in the hospital, I see you. And you have been out there since the beginning of the pandemic, bearing the brunt of infections, and, and people are tired and discouraged. Our hospitals are full. And there are people out of work or whose hours have been cut back, and their income is like a, they feel like they're drowning in expenses and those ancient enemies of humankind, tyranny 
poverty, disease, and war. They still require to be people to be called to step up in service to something larger. From whence will our help come? God's call, God's inspiration can come from anywhere. And in this year, as we are more distanced from one another, God's spirit is calling you to something new. This year, our church community received a special gift. And that gift gives $100 to each household in our church community. Now, the money is given with the intent of calling each household to volunteer to use that money, however they think best, however you think best, to bless someone this Christmas. Now, we have roughly 200 households in this church community. So $20,000 total. $20,000 can do a lot of good. It could help people out with utility bills who are headed into cold months, unsure how they're going to make ends meet. It could help a person in the developing world start a business with a, a microloan from Kiva. It could provide a Christmas feast or dozens of meals with our new ministry with artists helping the homeless. It could be coats for kids this winter. I imagine a few dozen households in our community could come together and, and with all of those who help out those who are behind on their mortgages. We're at a strange time. And all the normal stuff that we do at Christmas has to be modified this year. But God's call, God's call is here right now. You have an opportunity to do something to make a difference for another person. You have the opportunity to step up and do something new. Something to just bless someone. And it doesn't cost you a cent. What are you called to do right now, this year? How can you use the $100 to take a piece out of poverty and disease this Christmas? What kind of creativity has God's Spirit blessed you with? Okay, I'm a preacher. I need some inspiration. And so as we head into this strange holiday season, I believe that God is sending you to do something of worth, to be part of something bigger than yourself, to share some hope with the world. So I have but one request. Share your story. Share what you decide to do and why? And you're going to get instructions in your email this week, hopefully today, and how to, about how to claim your $100. And if you're new to our church community and you want to be sure to get in on this, just contact me. Let me know. You are called to do something new and special in this strange year. And perhaps it starts with a moment of inspiration, a moment of using the creativity that God has given you
Perhaps that inspiration will come from a conversation that you have this afternoon. Who knows? God's spirit is wild and she is funny that way. But you are being sent to make a difference in this strange moment this year. You are called to hold someone special in your heart this Christmas season. 